Friday, we got an 11-game main slate to talk about in this video. Welcome, guys. My name is DK. Be breaking down, again, the 11-game NBA DFS slate. I also cover content for Price Picks, Underdog, Parlay Play, Player Prop stuff. The sponsor would be Parlay Play. If you guys are not on it or you're not familiar with it, it's a player prop site. You're building out slips of player props. All the sports that they offer are up here. You can win up to 155x your money. So if you do want to give it a try, you can click that link down below. If you do click the link and deposit, it does help support the channel. And uh, yeah, if you, I mean, if you're prop betting, my advice is to get as many, many of these sites as possible. You can take advantage of like discounts. Like for example, to call Jokic, I got a nice discount on him tonight. So if you guys are interested, again, click that link, deposit. Um, again, it does help support the channel. And yeah, if you look for more content, you can always check out my Patreon link down below. As far as tonight goes, well, I don't know if you guys can see that, but it was an early night for me. Um, right to Chipotle. Right to go get myself a burrito bowl. If you know, you know. Uh, basically, I played for the blowout in the first game. Uh, I thought a game was like could go 50-50. I was either like, all right, you either go heavy on this game, get a lot of exposure because there's a lot of guys that are priced, or you go a bit underweight and hope the game blows out. I went for the blowout. Uh, I went for the blowout factor. It didn't happen. I also played Blake Wesley, who had like two fancy points. I was like, all right, you know what? Let me go get myself a burrito bowl. Um, and then also sent me to the showdown lobby, got my showdown lineup in. You know what? I'm just gonna get this video up early. Uh, no need to watch this game; it's over for me. So, um, yeah. As far as la uh, last night goes, though, it went really well. So I had two lineups actually. Um, this one uh, was originally my high stakes lineup, then I swapped it to this one, and of course, the one I swapped to didn't do as good. Both lineups are still good. Um, I was just heavy on the Pistons in both. I had Cade, Duran, Badanovich in this one. Um, I had Cade, uh, Badanovich, Ivy, Clarkson in this one. So I was heavy on that second game. I was also very high in Emmanuel quickly for tournaments. He smashed. So it was a good night overall. Last night, tonight, not so much. Maybe we can salvage it with the showdown slate. But um, yeah, let's just get right into it. Let's not waste any more time. So start off with Utah and Boston. On the Utah side, you got Lauren Markin at 8K. Well, the minutes have not been amazing on him in competitive games. He played 38 minutes last game. But what? That was um, overtime. 33 in regulation. Definitely some blowout risk here. I mean, he's playable in tournaments, as is Clarkson, uh, who played, what, 33 in regulation as well those two are fine gp plays obviously a good amount of blood risk here playing on the road i don't really know if i get to anyone else i'm not really confident in this jazz rotation um Saxon played like what 25 minutes in regulation then it's been a little bit up and down in kessler you got fettuccine alfredo who's actually been playing pretty well not sure i buy this but he's been pretty consistent of late uh yeah it's just a tough team to get to in my personal opinion let's talk about uh boston boston got al horford questionable other than that everyone else seems good to go uh, I mean, I've interested in all the main guys, but no one stands out to me. Uh, again, I like the matchup, but obviously, like I said, a little bit of blowout risk. So if you wanted to target any of the main guys, I think that's fine. I think my favorite probably would be Ingus or Tatum at their respective price points. Horford's out. You probably get a little more run for guys like Hauser, Pritchard, uh, maybe one of those backup bigs. But there's not a lot uh, that stands out to me in this first game. Atlanta and Indiana. Well, this is a game that should be played at a very fast pace. No Deion Hunter still. Um... Yeah, I have more interest in this game. I think Trey Young at 10.1K makes her a pretty good spend up in a competitive game. I would expect, you know, high 30 minutes from him. Jonte Murray is 7.7K. I think he's a totally reasonable play in the mid-range. Been going for like 35 to 40 fancy points tonight. Jalen Johnson, I really like. The Faders got bailed out last game. He should have had way more than 50 fancy points. Uh, as long as he avoids foul trouble, I think he plays high 30 minutes. So I really like Jalen Johnson once again. He will be popular. Clint Capella, 6.7K. Feels priced about right. Bill Bogdanovich is 6.1. That should see, you know, high 20s minutes. Reasonable. Deke Bay is 5.9. He'll play big minutes as well. 
I think he's like a fine filler play. Not a guy with a massive ceiling, but uh, you know, if one of these guys gets in foul trouble, like for example, if Jalen Johnson gets in foul trouble again, it's usually Sadiq Bay that, that benefits there. Okongu is 5-1. He should see low 20s minutes. I think he's a fair play, but I'm not going to mess anything else on this team. Now on the Pacer side, you got Bruce Brown and Nemhard questionable. Bruce Brown played last game. Nemhard did not. I assume Bruce Brown is in. Nemhard, I think, is more 50. Uh, you got Halbert at the top of 10, too. I like him again. I was high in him last night. He's my preferred spend up, uh, and he smashed, and I like him again here against Atlanta. I like Halbert quite a bit. Miles Turner is 6.8K. He's viable in tournaments. The minutes have been, you know, hovering in the 25 to 30 minute range. And then you got a lot of the wings that, like, if Bruce Brown and Nemhard are both out, these guys look better. If they're both in, it's kind of hard to, to prioritize any of these guys. We'll say if Nemhard is out, McConnell does become playable as a value option. He probably sees high teens minutes. We'll back up Halliburton and then play a little bit alongside him. And we know McConnell is usually a pretty good point-per-minute player. Oklahoma City and Brooklyn, you got SGA, 10.4K. I think is always in play. I don't love the spot for him. I think I prefer, like, Isaac Trey and Halliburton in that game we just talked about. But I'm never going to say no to Shea. Uh, has a massive ceiling. Shot at 7.6. Jalen Williams at 7.2. Giddy at 5.9. All playable. Uh, Giddy's been a little bit up and down. He had the one big game, of course, when he was massive chocolate and kind of came back down to earth. It's just the minutes have not been amazing on him, even in competitive games. That is a little bit worrisome. I don't really know if I can stomach taking shots at any of these value plays in 11 games. I just don't think it's worth it. On the Brooklyn side, this is a team that, you know, has just been pissing me off. Like, bro, this is such a boring team. It's not like the most boring team in the NBA. You tell me. I don't know. Mikel Bridges, 7.1K. He's the guy with the highest ceiling. Production's been up and down on him, but usually plays the most minutes. Minutes on Claxon have been, you know, a little bit inconsistent. When he does get consistent, run, he can get there, but against over 7K, don't love that. I keep an eye on Dennis Smith Jr., um, but I got, yeah, he's probable. So he's expected to play. I would say if he's out, we can look to De- uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. You know, Cam Thomas is going to chuck when he's out there. He hasn't hit a shot in like three. Uh, Dayron Sharp will play the backup five, but he's 5K. Got the boring 3 and D guys and Royce O'Neal and Dorian Smith. It's just the same thing every every time with this team. It's just nothing ever stands out to me. New York and Philadelphia. Randall, Brunson. They're both seem priced about right. I would say OG at 6-2, I think is solid. He was massive chalk last late. And I had a subpar game, but yeah, he should play big minutes. I'm expecting mid-30s minutes from OG. Solid option there. Um, Hartenstein, again, this guy's been pissing me off. As I said, whenever I fade this guy, uh, he absolutely smashes if I play him or take overs on props. He gets in massive foul trouble. It's just really been tilting me. Again, of course, did not play him the last couple slates. 34 and then 47 fancy points. Uh, he's not a bad point permanent guy, and he's going to play big minutes if he avoids foul trouble. Look who's going up against the opposite side, Joel Embiid, right? So you have to factor that in. There's definitely some, ball, or definitely some foul trouble risk here. Even shots out of heart, both reasonable. If you think Hartenstein gets in foul trouble, you can take a shot in a guy like Precious Chichua. Um, Again, has not been playing decent, not been playing good minutes, to be honest. But if Hartenstein gets in foul trouble, it's got to be a Chua that comes in. Philadelphia, I mean, Embiid 11-5 has just been smashing. I mean... He looks amazing. Uh, I don't care who he's playing right now. This guy is on another level. Triple double last game in a massive blow. That also really tilted me. He got three quick ones the first half. I faded him that day at high ownership. Stays in the game, man. Better believe if I had Joel Embiid there, he's right to the bench, maybe even the locker room, right? And then he picks up number four in the third quarter. I'm thinking just pull him. No way. Stays in the game again. Like, what are we doing? Doing man, that ever ever happens to immediately go into the right. So so annoying. Um, rest of Philly, Maxine, Tobias Harris, fine tournament plays. I will say Uber is interesting without Anthony Melton. Did a really good first half, uh, kind of quiet third quarter there, but 
Um, he was on pace to play 30 plus minutes. I think Ubre is interesting here, 5.8. I don't know if I get to anyone else. 3D wings. Pat Bev didn't play a ton. Paul Reed, there's no way I can pay that price point for him. Washington and Cleveland, pretty boring team to talk about here, too. All the main guys are playable as contrarian plays. No standouts here, though, to me. Kuzma, 7 8. Denny, 6 1. Poole, 6K. Gafford, 5 9. Tyus, 5 8. All fine options. I will say, you know, competitive games, these guys have been playing a little bit more consistent minutes of late. Like, they probably, if this game stays close, I would expect like low 30s minutes for all those guys. I think the ceiling's the highest on Kuzma. We've seen a couple of big games from Poole, but he's been very consistent. We've seen a couple of big games from Tyus Jones. He's been inconsistent, though. So it's just like, these guys are all playable. I'm not touching the bench on Washington. On the Cleveland side, so this team's going to be popular once again. Mitchell and Allen are massive chalk last late. I think they're going to be very popular again tomorrow. Mitchell, 9-5, great spot. I mean, yeah, was on pace for a big game last game. Only played 24 minutes because that's all he needed to play. A massive blowout. Jared Allen, they're just a completely different player right now. They're running offense through him. He's literally just turned into Nikola Jokic. 17, 19, and 7. Um, yeah, I mean, they're running a ton of offense through him. His numbers are way up. I think if this game is competitive, he's going to play 35 or so minutes. So. Yeah, I mean, Jared Allen looks good. The only thing I will say is he's going to be very popular. You can find pivots in that range. Uh, Struz, Levert, Okoro, uh, all playable. I think my favorite here would be uh, Levert, factoring in his eligibility. I think in a competitive game, he plays close to 30 minutes. And Merrill, so. Fine, he's playable in tournaments. Well, he's definitely going to be over-owned. Listen, man, this guy's cost me infinite money. When I fade him at shock, at high ownership, he can't miss. When I play him, he gets injured and can't get the broads out of a barn. It's really been pissed. But yes, he's playable. This one will come down to ownership. If he's going to be popular in 11 games late tomorrow, I'm going to fade. If I fade and he shoots 100% in 15 minutes, then I'm going to be extremely upset in the next video. Simple as that. Charlotte and Chicago. So Charlotte still got a lot of guys out. No Lamelo, Hayward, and Mark Williams. Popping guys, well, I mean, they're playing big minutes, right, in competitive games. So I have Anderson Rogier for tournaments, reasonable price point. I have Anderson Miles Bridges at 7-9, and he's playing close to 40 minutes a night. Brandon Miller at 6-5. I think I would just rather get to Bridges or Rogier. I like the ceiling way more than those guys. Nick Richards got in some massive foul trouble last game, but usually he's going to play around 30 minutes. And he's okay. PJ Washington will play the backup five. He's reasonable. So these main guys are interesting. You know, if I get to anyone else, I mean, maybe a little bit interesting. A guy like Cody Martin, 33 minutes last game. Does have nice eligibility. Looks like he's no longer on Chicago seems hard to talk about. You got Vooch and Levine, both questionable. Um, Patrick Williams is probable. If Vooch and Levine are both in, I mean, there's no, I don't think I can get to anyone. I would assume that there would somewhat uh, limit Levine and Vooch. If we get word that they're in and no and not on the limit, then I think you can have Anderson Levine and Vooch because the price points. But they've both been out for a while, so I assume they're going to somewhat take it easy on their minutes. So, yeah. If they're both in, nothing really here. If they're both out, then you can look to guys like Rosen, Drummond, Kobe White, the main guys we've been you know, starting here for the Bulls uh, with those two out. All right, Clippers and Pelicans, pretty boring team to talk about here for the Clippers. You know what I'm going to say. Paul George, Kawhi, Harden, all playable in tournaments. Team's fully healthy. It's really hard for me to prioritize anyone, especially on a big slate. Bosch has ceiling games, but a little bit less likely when they're fully healthy. Powell's playable for value, probably sees 25 or so minutes. I guess Norm Powell would probably be my favorite player on the, Pel- on the Clippers, but about it. Uh, now for the Pelicans, uh, Trey Murphy, once again, questionable. He misses a few extra minutes, I think, for Herb Jones, a few extra minutes for Najee Marshall, Daniels, maybe Alvarado, but no one, you know, directly benefits of Trey Murphy out. Popping guys, Ingram, Zion, and CJ, all reasonable options. Um, no real strong takes there. Jonas Valanciunas, the minutes have not been amazing on him with Larry Nance back, so kind of hard for me to get to JV, even with the price decreasing. 
Nance himself, 4.3K. I think it's reasonable. 20 plus minutes last four games. 20 plus fans points in all those games. So I think he is an interesting value play. Minnesota and Houston. Um, not a ton that stands out to me here either. I think Ant is fine as a contrarian spend up. Uh, like the ceiling on him. Our only town, 7.2K. That's a pretty cheap price point for Cat, right? I know he's dealt some foul trouble late and has, hasn't really been playing the best, but usually Cat's like a, I don't know, low 8K, mid 8K guy, and now he's 7.2K. So this is getting to the point where, like, all right, I think I think Harley Towns is definitely underpriced. I think he does stand out. I would prefer him to Rudy Gobert at a similar price point. Uh, I like the ceiling more on Cat. I think I can get to Dusty Conley. My boy Nas Reed, we know his role, backing up both Gobert and Cat. Yeah, McDaniels at 4.6, I, I think is a fair value play. He says he's not a foul troubleshoot by 30 plus minutes. Slow mo, 4.1K. Minutes have been ticking down on him, so I'll have to prioritize that for Houston. Hoping Tar Eason can play, so I don't want to deal with, oh, I don't know, Jabari Smith again. So tilting. Um, my boy Shingoon, you know what I'm going to say. I mean, I always have a Shingoon, and he's been playing extremely well. Guy's so, so, so good. 8.6K, totally reasonable price point for him. Van Fleet, 7.9K. Also, going to play big minutes. I prefer Shingoon to Van Fleet, but Van Fleet, definitely viable. If Tar Eason is out, then we can start considering guys like Tate and Jabari Smith. Unfortunately, again, Jabari Smith normally sees big minutes without Tar Eason. Did only play 32 minutes last game. Too much. Um, Jay Sean Tate also has been starting and playing good minutes, and he's been pretty quiet as well. But those two would benefit if there's no Tar Eason. Tar Eason's in, probably going to stay away from the rest of the Portland and Dallas. So DeAndre Hayden is out. Uh, Moses Brown is out. And Jabari Walker is doubtful. This team. So the only two bigs on this roster are Duop Reith and Ibubaji. Well, Ibubaji fouled out in what? 15 minutes last game, and Moses and Duop Breathe got ejected. So, <laughs> I mean, honestly, the two bigs are both good plays, in my opinion. They don't have anyone else. I mean, they can go small ball, I guess, like Kamara at the five, right? I mean, who else? Jabari Walker is usually the small ball five. I guess they could try to play Jeremy Grant at the five. But, yeah, I mean, I think you're going to get somewhat decent minutes for these both these centers. 4K for Duop Breathe, 3.6K for Ibu Baji. Still can't, I mean. Still, I still don't even think this is a real person, Ibu. But, I mean, we have to consider these guys. We have to. So, yeah, whoever starts the five thinks it be a solid play. I do think Juap Reef does play more than Baji, depending, or whether or not whoever starts, I think, plays more. Um, as far as everyone else goes in this team, I mean, they limited Simons, limited Sharp. I think the only guy I would ask Minderson, assuming no limitations, would be Anthony Simons. Uh, but if he's limited again, I mean, this team's almost a stay away outside of the bigs. Now, for Dallas, you got uh, Exum and Lively both on the injury report. Exum is doubtful. Lively is questionable. If Lively's out, I think they could go small ball with, like, Derek Jones Jr. or Grant Williams at five. Or they throw, like, a Paul slash Rashawn Holmes in there. So we'll keep an eye on that. As far as the top end guys go, I mean, I like the matchup here, obviously, for Luka and Kyrie. But there's a lot of blowout risk. I think if Lively's out, we can consider whoever starts the five. But like I said, they can go a lot of different ways. They can go small. They can throw Apollo in there. They can throw Holmes in there. So we'll just keep in the news with Dallas. Orlando and Denver, I feel like everyone just got injured for the Magic last night. Um, Franz is out. Marco Fultz is still out. No Gary Harris. No Jonathan Isaac. No Joe Ingles. We got to keep an eye on Wendell Carter Jr. Cole Anthony is back. I'm trying to think through what the starting lineup is going to be. So it's going to be, we're going to see Suggs, obviously. Going to see uh, Bancaro. I think we're going to see Anthony Black. So I think they go Black, Suggs, the backcourt with Bancaro and Goga. But who's the fifth starter? Are they going to go like Caleb Houston or like Chumo Kiki? 
I don't know who their fifth starter is going to be. I don't think they start Cole Anthony. I want to bring him off the bench. Because I'm like, I don't know who they're going to start um, as the fifth starter. But yeah, a lot of blow risk here. Obviously playing on the road in Denver. And Caro, price point up. I know Franz Wagner. He's the clear go-to guy. Definitely viable in tournaments. Thugs, also I don't love the price point, but play big minutes if they competitive. Center rotation, if there's no one Carter Jr., I think Wagner, Mo Wagner, and Goga Batavis are both interesting plays. Would expect them to split the full eight. Caleb Houston's so bad. 4.8K. I guess if he starts, you can consider him. Okiki, 4.5. I'd actually rather have Okiki start. He's the better point for the guy of the two. We'll keep on the starting lineup for the match. I can't believe we're going to see Caleb Houston. Anthony Black is 4.7. Just makes me want to throw up. Oof. I mean, you got Admiral Schofield, Jet Howard. Disgusting. Disgusting, disgusting stuff. Literally, just ate my Chipotle, and now I feel sick talking about it. All right, Denver. Uh, Reggie Jackson, probably, again, they're about to play tonight. We'll see if anything happens in the game tonight, but same old, same old. Jokic, Jamal Murray, like them both at the top. I don't think Murray's on much of a limit anymore. Nothing else really stands out unless anyone sets out for Denver. And finally, Miami and Phoenix. Jimmy Butler is out. Caleb Martin is once again doubtful. Um, Miami ran an eight-man rotation last game. Nope. Um, Toppin guy, he's got Bam at 8.9K. He should play big minutes. Either Hero at 8.1. Why did he only play 28 minutes last game? Does anyone know? Like, I don't think he was in foul trouble. I don't know, because I was sweating that. Obviously, I hit my 25X last night. I was sweating Jaime Hawkeye. So, like, I didn't, or when I sweat, I don't like to watch games or keep track. I just, like, I was doing other stuff. But I wasn't watching the game or kind of keeping track of what happened. But why did Tyler Hero only, I know the game blew out at the very end, but... 28 is low. Now, my boy Jaime Hakez has been playing extremely well. I think he's pretty safe. He's going to see huge minutes right now. He's got nice eligibility. You got Kevin Love. He'll play the backup five. Played 28 minutes last game. No, Kevin Love's a good point for a minute guy. Definitely have interest in him. Kyle Lowry. Also, I played the late slate last night. And Kyle Lowry. I checked to see what went on in the first quarter. Saw four steals for Kyle Lowry. Just my phone, right? Nope. Nope. Late slate's over, right? Uh, but, yeah. Lowry. Uh, he's his. Minutes are not secure with Josh Richardson available, so that is downside. Now, Nikola Jovic started last game, played 28 minutes. Jovic is not a bad point from a guy, but he's very foul-prone, right? He got, last start, he had five fouls in 10 minutes, so I'm intrigued by Jovic, but there definitely is some risk. And Kane went from literally playing big minutes to getting a DNP. What, what is uh, Eric Spolster cooking over there? Finally, Phoenix, you got Kevin Durant is questionable. And Eric Gordon is also questionable. They're both in. There's really not much here. If they're both out. Then I do have an interest in a Booker for tournaments. Uh, a guy that, you know, would be their go-to guy. Beal, Nurkic should look a little bit better. I don't know if I get to anyone else. Met to its start. Now, Bull Bull's been in the rotation. 20 and 19 minutes of the last couple of games. I think he would be at least thing if both those guys are out. Uh, Bull's not a bad point per minute guy. Maybe not the best real-life player, but not bad for DFS purposes. All right, guys, so that's going to wrap up the video. As always, if you do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and try to get a prize picks video up after this. And uh, yeah, I'll see you all in the next one.